Hey everyone, welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for subscribing. And if this is your first time to the Voice of Social Sales, this is where we talk all things social media marketing and real estate. And I always want to connect with you on the gram. That is where I spend the majority of my time. I also host weekly trainings, whether it's an IGTV or an Instagram live. I'm coming at you with the latest and greatest having to do with Instagram and social media for your real estate business. You can find me by my name at Chelsea.Pites. That's P-E-I-T-Z. And today, you have me, just me, no guests. We're talking about some thoughts I've been having lately about social media and de-stressing getting rid of the anxiety having to do with the socials. And I still have anxiety when it comes to creating content. I've talked about this very transparently before. And I recently made several posts. I made a reel. I also made a feed post, a swipeable carousel post, kind of about a reminder of, hey, let's simplify this. Let's let's remember what we're doing with social media and that hopefully it should be fun and a compliment and a way to communicate with the people that you want to stay top of mind with. So I put together this little post, and you can go see this on my Instagram if you're so inclined. And if you do share it, tag me so that I can personally say thank you. And in it, I have eight what I call Chelseaisms. <laughs> and um, these eight Chelseaisms are typically things that I just have have said to myself over the years when I get stressed out about the socials and creating content and over the years when I've been teaching. So I I generally like to rhyme. I also like things in numbers. So a lot of these things are going to rhyme. So essentially, I came up with these eight simple strategies to really help grow Instagram. And these strategies aren't just going to work for Instagram. These will work for basically any of the socials. So the first one is faces takes you places. Faces take you places. And I think what we, or at least I for sure have learned from living through 2020 is that I really crave human interaction, whether it's through a screen or a phone or a FaceTime or a Zoom or a live video much more than I ever even acknowledged. And there's something so powerful about seeing someone's face and hearing their voice, even if it's through a screen. And we've talked about this at many, many, many of the previous episodes, the neuroscience of of screen-to-screen communication and camera-first branding, which basically is showing up and showing your face, as uncomfortable as that might be for many of you who are listening we don't even realize that subconsciously our brain is connecting with the other person who is showing up and showing their face. And it's not about this egocentric world of me, me, me reality show. It's truly about communicating in the most human way that we have in many cases. And also an easy, fast way to communicate with more than just one person and still show your humanity. Our brain loves faces, showing yours accelerates trust. And so it's very important to think about how are you showing up in the feeds? How are you showing up in your emails? How are you showing up in your DMs? There are ways to create video or voice messages in all of those. And video is something that is definitely not going away. And we're seeing it morph into a variety of different formats, whether it's long form with YouTube or IGTV videos or a Facebook live interview, all the way down to a really short micro video format, TikTok stories, Instagram reels. 
In my personal prediction, I think the micro content is definitely going to be taking over, not to say that we should get away from the macro content. When somebody is very interested in what you have to say, they will consume that longer form video. So faces take you places is our first strategy of the day. The second one is don't stalk unless you talk. And I have also created other podcasts about commenting over contenting. Not that content isn't important. It absolutely is important because how will people see you and how will you show up? How will they consume your credible, authoritative insights on what your superpower and niche is in your particular industry if you're not making content. However, as someone who personally is intimidated and overwhelmed many times by creating content or the pressure around creating another piece of content or having a piece of content that is quote unquote as good or what I perceive as good as the last one. That's a real stressor for me. So I have found that when I get stressed, I get paralyzed. And I think a lot of us probably do. So if you can relate, definitely send me a DM over on Insta and let me know. And so I just decided to pull back and really be a proactive super fan. And I, yes, I am adding that S to my five S strategy. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out on my IGTV. But I had five S's of content for 2021. I'm adding super fan to those S's. So I guess I need to make it the six S's. Um, And hopefully I can remember what all of them are because I'm going to try to just give them to you right now. Searchable, shareable, saveable, story focused, starts conversations, and I'm going to add in or sneak in super fan for a bonus. I didn't have any notes in front of me, so I'm glad I was able to remember that. Um, But, you know, I talk about the fact that you can create really powerful connections and mindshare and branding, positive branding opportunities by showing up and talking to people. And isn't that what sales and marketing truly is about? It's about having conversations that lead to conversions. So when you are scrolling through the feed, be intentional, be strategic, and don't stalk unless you talk, meaning Make it a game. Every single time you swipe onto someone's story, you don't have to maybe watch every single story or comment on every story, but find one out of the five, seven, or 10 and comment on it. Make it a game in the feed. Try that 10, 10, 10 strategy. You're going to put 10 minutes on the clock, go down the feed and comment on 10 posts, then go across the stories feed and comment on 10 other people's posts. Thoughtful commentary is going to support your community. It's going to increase your visibility. It creates conversations. Those conversations inevitably lead to relationships and also conversions. So long story short, commenting over contenting. So try to remind yourself when you open up these feeds, sometimes we do want to get lost in a feed and just relax our brains, but we are here also to create community and also to create business. So it's extremely important to do those things. Following along on the commenting theme is reminding ourselves that your comments are in fact content. And in my personal opinion, I think it's the most important form of content because it's the most human form of content that we have because you are showing up and supporting someone. You're giving your insights. You're asking them for theirs. You're starting a conversation. Your comments are content. And as a proactive, engaging super fan, you're going to create this really positive experience with your brand that somebody will see your name and your profile picture and also your thoughtful comment. And not only will they see it, but other people who are stopping by and reading those comments, they're going to see it as well. And you may not know those people and have an opportunity to connect with those people and 
be seen and known by them as well. When we are commenting, it's also going to quote unquote train the algorithm. I am a little bit leery of saying the word hack and train and all those things because I mean, it is a software system that's very smart and has artificial intelligence. So we don't really control that algorithm. However, if we understand sort of what it wants, but also what our community wants, it generally seems to work in our favor. And essentially, the more that we talk to people and engage, those are all data points that the system is looking at. And so if I am giving data points about specific people that I want to be engaging with, well, that system is going to say, hmm, this person's always commenting on this other person's post. So we're going to assume that they want to see more of each other. And that's always a good thing. And then you allow the system to essentially start sorting and serving your content to your ideal targeted audience. Now, this means you have to go out and find that audience. You have to go out and watch their stories and comment on the stories and leave thought-provoking comments, not just a heart eye emoji. I'm going to challenge you to do a three to four to five sentence or more. Yeah, that takes a lot of time. You might even just get one comment in your 10 minute commenting time frame. But that one comment absolutely can leave a bit of legacy and mind share in the mind of the, the person who you're posting. And I, I will tell you, when I see comments that I can tell are customized, are thoughtful, that somebody has taken the time to consume the content, I remember who those people are, and I return the favor as well. It makes me curious about their content and I wanna connect with them. So the fourth strategy is teach before you reach. And that simply is about this concept of before we show up and sell, before we earn the right to DM someone and politely spam them and offer our services, Let's think about where can we come from a place of, have I provided education? Have I inspired you? Have I motivated you? Have I made you laugh? Have I supported your content? So it's much more than just the word teaching, but I couldn't think of anything else that rhymed with reaching. (laughs) And I do a lot of educational content as a cornerstone of my five pillars. But essentially what happens when you're, creating educational content as well, is that you are positioning yourself as a resource, as a credible authority, as someone that can be associated with a particular theme or industry or niche, and that is always a good thing. So I always recommend stories over sales pitches and also think about how you have been showing up proactively and giving back to your community for six months, uh, a year, six years, and really think about how you can support someone and talk to them and learn about them and have a relationship before you start talking about business. I will say nine times out of 10, at least for me personally, oftentimes the DM conversations very naturally flow towards a potential business type of conversation at some point. You don't have to force it. Those things will just generally happen, especially if you're staying top of mind and you're in the real estate industry and your ideal target audience is watching your content. They're seeing you show up consistently. They're watching your stories and the behind the scenes. They will know that you are a practicing active realtor if you are documenting your day. Which leads us to the next tip, documenting your day, which is um, a V. There's magic in the mundane. And this is something that I think is a really hard concept for most of us to grasp. I know for me it was. 
Um, and you, you kind of almost can't grasp it until you do it, which is kind of the, the blessing and the curse of this particular one. So many people have said to me, I don't know why anybody would want to watch my daily stories or content. I feel like I have a boring life. There's nothing interesting happening. Um, and or I don't care to see other people's lives or what they're having for lunch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What I will say is that that brilliant phrase that Gary Vee came up with of documenting versus creating, just look at the content that's already around you and talk about it. That stuff, while it may seem boring, if I were to write down on a notepad half of the content that I share in my stories, it would seem extremely boring. But anything that you are doing in a day-to-day that's human and relatable, other people also relate to you. And when we sit down to the dinner table at the end of the day, it's not all these exciting news announcements that we're sharing with family and friends. We're just talking about the mundane and the updates because that's what we do as human beings. So there is magic in the mundane and sharing your daily activities and stories that you may consider boring, but the connective magic of the mundane is what builds that familiarity and relatability. Also, you can take quote unquote mundane or boring content and you can easily turn it around to be more engaging and interactive by asking people a question. For example, I posted something that I would consider the most boring content in the world. I was going to post about Kleenex and I actually asked people whose team rectangle box, whose team cube box. And I think I had 300 comments about what kind of Kleenex box shape people preferred. And also I received why they preferred it and I didn't even ask that. So there are ways to create more engagement and interest. Usually it's by asking someone to engage. It's asking for their opinion, their feedback, their advice. So there is magic in the mundane. I would challenge you to try this. If you have been racking your brain trying to think of like this really elaborate content that is going to educate and inform and you're making graphics, I would just say strip that away and just post about what you're doing throughout the day, whether you're having your coffee in the morning, what kind of coffee do you have? Do you use creamer? What flavor? Um, what are you doing throughout the day? Does your pet sit next to you under the desk while you're working on the computer? Those are things that sound boring on the surface or on a list if you're writing it down. However, I would comment if your pet is sitting under your desk because my pet is sitting under my desk right now. And that's something that I can definitely relate to. All right, the next tip is consistency doesn't mean daily. There is a lot of pressure out there about being everywhere, showing up consistently, posting every day or multiple times a day. You've got to post and give the algorithm, yada, yada, yada. So my thoughts on this are, does the algorithm really want you to make more content? Maybe. Will it reward you if you post two reels a day consistently for a year versus one a week? Probably. But I also look at it from a perspective of we all are working. We all have things going on. We might have families. We might be taking care of adult parents. Whatever your situation may be, what's most important is your mental and emotional health and well-being. And if you are stressed about making posts in social media or reels or TikToks, 
I want to give you the permission to not be stressed because at the end of the day, it is just one way for you to connect with people. And I personally do not want to be stressed about social media. I have enough stress in my life on everyday things. And so I would encourage you to think about what is sustainable over a long-term period. And I love this sustainability thought. Um, My good friend Judy Fox, who's a LinkedIn expert, an avid clubhouse moderator, She comes from a background of um, sustainability in business, and I couldn't agree with her more that coming up with a sustainable and sane schedule that you know you could stick to for six weeks, six months, or six years, long-term, in my mind, makes more sense than trying to um, absolutely crush it, quote unquote, with the hustle mentality of I'm going to post every single day on every single platform or multiple times a day. If you can and you enjoy it and you're not getting burned out, go for it, try it. But if you are burned out, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling defeated, that's no fun. And that affects other areas of your life too. So I say, don't worry about being there daily or making a post, you can show up in different ways too. You can show up by commenting every day instead of posting every day. You can show up by making stories like I do. I prefer stories because it's faster and easier and I don't have to think about it. You don't have to make a, you know, this type of a template of post in a feed every single day. Now, if you want to, it's a challenge. I know some people like to go live every day. If you're enjoying it, absolutely embrace it and go for it. But if you're sitting here listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm I'm so excited that somebody just told me that I don't have to stress about being there every day. It's about being consistent. It's kind of like anything else in life. If I ride the Peloton three times a week for four years, that's consistent. If I ride it every day for week number one and then I don't ride for three weeks, I'm not going to have as good of results. It's really about you you're not being graded on a curve. It's about you and what works for you. Okay, the next tip is value is different from views. This is one I'm personally working on (laughs) because I get caught up in the views. I get caught up in the vanity metrics. I mean, it's all part of product psychology. The more likes and views you get, the more that you want to come back and do it. So um, it's working, uh, I guess I could say. However, that always working isn't good for me and and my mental and emotional well-being. And sometimes I don't post things because I'm worried it's not going to get enough views or traction. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that you can get a lot of views, you can go viral, and nothing may happen to your business. You could post something that three people watched and two out of those three people actually call you and end up doing business with you. And wouldn't we rather have two people doing business with us than 20,000 views and zero business. So views does not equal value. Create content that you enjoy, that brings you joy, that positions you as the resource in your niche, and that helps solve problems or answer questions that your ideal niche has. So don't get wrapped up in the in the views. It just get wrap, wrapped up in the value. And last but not least, the last tip I have is being you is 100% scalable. And sometimes it's really hard to figure out what that means, being you. For me, it's like the quirky hot mess mom who is very open about that. I'm very forgetful. I have a lot of joy. I laugh a lot. I'm kind of quirky. 
Um, and so I'm not afraid to show that. However, it didn't start that way. I had to get comfortable. Now, if you are not somebody who likes to be funny or thinks that you have a sense of humor, then, you know, don't pretend to be, but it is really important to be authentic and original. And the only, only, only content that we have that is a hundred percent original is content that has to do with your life. That is it. That's the only content that's original. Pretty much everything else has been done. If I do Instagram tips or Facebook tips, somebody else in the world has done them. But if I share about my day-to-day life, zero people except for me are able to make that content. So being you is hundred percent scalable. I'd love to hear from you. I hope that these eight strategies have de-stressed social media for you. Again, I want to remind you to connect with me on the gram. You can find me by my name at chelsea.pites. That's P-E-I-T-Z. If you're coming over from the show, feel free to shoot me a message. Let me know what your thoughts are, if there was one that resonated with you or how I can help you in your social media. And until next time, we'll see you then. Bye, everyone.